Baby, it's cold outside. You hear me, fingers? It's chilly. I'm tired of you calling me baby. Listen to me. This is the kind of weather that you can't spend all your time outdoors. You're not going to be able to spend the normal hour, hour and a half, two hours smoking your cigar. You may only be able to handle 30 minutes. So we figured might as well help people with some cigars that'll be quick, easy, and well worth it. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And this is the Undercrown Maduro Flying Pig from Drew Estate. It is a four and one-eighth by 60, which means it's four and one-eighths inches long. <laughs> Always makes fingers Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is a 60. That's the diameter of the cigar, or basically how thick it is around. <laughs> That's right. Small, but with a punch. I believe the joke writes itself. Look, I, I am not a fan of, of this methodology at all, Fingers Malloy. I want to be able to enjoy the cigar I want to enjoy, and I do not want to be constrained by time. But reality is reality. Very often, you only have 30 minutes or 45 minutes. Very often, that's all you're looking for. Very often, weather does have an impact. Cigars like this, whether you're talking about uh, this, uh, the, the Maduro Flying Pig, whether you're talking about things like uh, the short story from Arturo Puente. Uh, if you're talking about another Arturo Puente, the Eye of the Bull, uh, which is a three and a half inch cigar. Sometimes, good lord, man, <laughs> you've just been waiting for this. Sometimes referred to as dog walkers, right? You go, you walk the dog, you have the cigar, it's done, boom, and out. But it still needs to have flavor. It still needs to provide a value. This is a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Connecticut in the binder, Brazilian and Nicaraguan in the filler, and will still play in that medium to full range. No, I know that this is not uh, what you would refer to as, or what the kids would say is your jam, uh, this particular size, but for me, you, you brought up the, the cold temperatures. There's that. I may be smoking one of these outside of Ford Field uh, this weekend before the Lions playoff game. But also in the summer, if you know you're going to be outside grilling and you're only doing burgers or uh, you know chicken breast, you're only going to be out there for a half hour, this size is perfect. It, it's, it's not. <laughs> it, it, you're, you're as wrong as wrong can be, uh, and, and I'm ashamed of you. Not for me. It, but I get that it is for some, and I think that part of our job is to explore these things. Now, in order to smoke this, we have uh, brought along uh, our pick. So here at Eat, Drink, Smoke, eatdrinksmokeshow.com, the shop will be up soon. We actually have our own uh, that you can purchase with the Eat, Drink, Smoke logo. What a pick is, is uh, picture it as a very, very heavy-duty toothpick. It's, it's a piece of, like, it's like a spear. And you can put it into uh, the final third of your cigar so you can smoke it down as much as possible and you're not going to burn your fingers. When you're only dealing with a four-inch cigar, you want to be able to get as much out of it as possible. Yeah. Right? You don't want to be like, oh, my fingers are there. I can't. Now you've eliminated an inch of, of, of the smoke because your fingers are that, that, That's a mistake. So you can get a pick. You can get them anywhere. You can get it from us at eatdrinksmokeshow.com, or you can get it anywhere. Uh, it, it can be fancy, not fancy, whatever it is, and use that. You can use it right from the beginning. When the cigar starts getting closer to the fingers, you could use that a, a, as well. For a four-inch cigar, Fingers Malloy, a little bit of heft. A little bit of heft for this four-inch pop. Beefy. 
That is that what you would say? Yes. Also, you know, with this pick, it's good for if say you got a tight draw, and you want to try to maybe uh, loosen it up a little bit at the cap where you cut it, uh, poke it in there, uh, move it around a little bit. Uh, sometimes that will help make it a little easier on the draw. And speaking of uh, the cap, we did a straight cut on this. I would not suggest on this cigar, because of the full-bodied nature, a V-cut. A V-cut would cut into the cigar. You'd save a little bit of the cigar. And you're only dealing with four, a four-inch cigar. It would make sense. But a V-cut would also intensify the draw. <laughs> and that's not necessary. That is not necessary at all to intensify something that already has some real strength to it. Right? You've got some some Habano Connecticut in there. you got that Brazil Matafina in there. You've got that Mexican San Andreas, which offers that little bit of sweetness. And that's what really, in, 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 in a one-two punch, you, you can feel. You can feel the spice on the tongue. I actually feel a little bit of spice on the lip fingers, boy, as we've just started this up. But, in, but as it sits for a minute, little touch of cream there on the tongue. Starting to balance it all out. Yeah, I've got that touch of cream. I'm not really getting uh, spice yet, but well, I doing just it wrong. do it again. <laughs> but uh, there's also a roasted nuttiness uh, to this on the light. Uh, I'll be interested to see. I can see that how how this changes because you know you always go first, third, uh, second, third, final third. Where well, you're not gonna have a lot of time when it comes to going from third to third on this. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree. It's I'm not expecting much change. Now the Underground series, I've had a bunch of these cigars, and from the Liga Pravada line from Drew Estate, the Feral Flying Pig is amongst my all-time favorites. The construction of that cigar is to me without equal. That's how good I find it. I, I think that is just a, a beautiful shape. It is it it feels so it demanding in the hand, mm-hmm. right? You feel it, it's so st- stout. I I, ad- I adore it, uh, and and I and I love the way uh, that that it, that it smokes. I absolutely love the way that it smokes. So this is the Undercrown Flying Pig, which is just over four inches by the sixty ring gauge. Now, fingers Malloy, as we have just started this up, usually we would say, you know, open up your notebooks. Write it all down. What did you eat today? What did you drink today? The weather, it's already getting cold here in Indianapolis, Indiana, as we record at Blend Bar Cigar, blendbarcigar.com, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, the Woodlands, just outside of Houston. Um, And then what did you eat? What did you drink? Because that can have an effect on your palate. And then you break the cigar up into thirds, first third, second third, final third, and you write, you know, what are the flavor profiles that you're getting? And then you go back and you smoke that cigar Two months from now, six months from now, you compare your notes, you get your through lines of what you thought of the cigar. You're right. You're not breaking this one up. Just write your notes. And write your notes in terms of time. If this is a, let's say a 45-minute cigar, every 15 minutes, write down your notes. Mm. Think of it that way and make it a lot easier. But the question is, is this in your humidor, Fingers Malloy? At sixteen dollars a stick. I mean, we have to get into this. That's man. That's that, you are basing uh, <laughs> it on the size. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the the really, if you're talking about a forty-five minute smoke, sixteen dollars. 
boy, this is going to have to knock my socks off. Uh, but we're discussing cigar for purpose. Yeah. Would it be better if the cigar was $12 and you wasted half of it? Well, of course not. Or, or, or would it be? You see, you, I don't think you've thought this through. I think you're going to need to get an abacus and take some time and figure this out. Maybe a Ouija board. I wouldn't. Some essential oils. Oh. And uh, take your time and, and understand which way you would go with this. Now you've got me on essential oils. The Undercrowned Flying Pig Maduro from Drew Estate. That's what we're smoking. It's a new year and people have got their resolutions. And sometimes people make the silly resolution of losing weight. I don't know what you're talking about. Who would do such a thing? Well, not you. Not you. With you, it's every third week being on the Atkins. By the way, how's that going? Down 13 pounds. You're so full of crap. No. You are so full of crap. You know it. I know it. Everyone in Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation knows it. Wow. It's hurtful. You're basically saying that I've turned Eat, Drink, Smoke into my own den of lies. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And welcome uh, to the good people in Atlantic City on WPGG. Good to have you. Or you might be listening on WENJHD3. Bring it in Atlantic City because they know Fingers Malloy. You like a good bit of the gambling right there. So when are we uh, making the road trip? I don't know. we got to get invited. And to the people in Peoria, Illinois, on WMBD and WPBGHD4, good to be with you guys as well. When are we making the road trip? Whenever we want. Okay. Whenever we get invited, Fingers Malloy. But people are worried about their health. People are concerned about their health. They make the New Year's resolution, and one of them is to lose weight. And here are the six bad snacks you should be eating when trying to lose weight, according to the dietitian. So again, bad snacks, yet you should eat them to lose weight. Have you ever noticed that there are times when you don't have a meal that's like a salad, that, well, salad, who am I talking to? Or something healthy, this, healthy, that. You just have like, like a regular thing, like you feel better the next day? Yes. It's the weirdest thing in the world that your body every now and again needs to get off that and have a little bit of, of fun, mm-hmm. and it, you'll, you'll feel better. You think you'll look better, too. Bourbon. What? I feel better once I have bourbon. No, but I mean, like, during, but every day you're having, let's say, you know, like a, like, like, like water or maybe, maybe like a protein shake. What? And then when you have. Yes. I was almost going to tell the worst joke of my life. I was like, no, I like the radio show. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, keep it. So some of these things make perfect sense, like nuts as a snack, because it's, 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 it's fatty, right? There's a lot of fat in there. There's a, a, a good amount of protein in there. There's fiber in there. It fills you up, and, and it's worthwhile. There's only so much I can do. There's only so much I can do. Now, I know you like... Uh we go to restaurants and they have roasted nuts as an appetizer. You'll you'll grab those. Uh, we go to restaurants and there are roasted nuts roasted as an appetizer. Nuts as an appetizer, and you say, Where, "Can you name these restaurants you say, that we go to?" You say, "Maitre D." Uh, I would like the roasted nuts, please. I, I, I believe it's garçon. Oh, there it is, garçon. Is that uh, a type of nut? Yeah, that's right. Oh, right. okay. It's, it's in the aisle next to the filberts. <laughs> Uh, that's a type of nut right there. But what the, what is your if you're going to have 
If you're in the grocery aisle and you say to yourself, self, I would really like some nuts right now. Uh, almonds? Honey roasted peanuts with tons of sugar. <laughs> oh, those things are so good. Oh, they're so good. Um, uh, the almond is fine, but I'm partial to the cashew. I am as well, because you can have them as a little snack, but then also, it's great on the top of ice cream. Well, you can put anything on top of ice cream, it'll be good. Eh, yeah. A- any pecans on top of ice cream, walnuts on top of ice cream, peanuts on top of ice cream. Mayonnaise? I'm, I'm like the Bubba Gump of nuts. Is what? I, no, mayonnaise is not a nut. By the way, speaking of ice cream, at some point uh, during the broadcast today, we've got to go over your Ninja Creamy. I am never buying ice cream again. Never. I'm never doing it. I don't need to. Oh, my gosh. Did I just successfully sidetrack the segment? What What have we been buying ice cream? Like, at retail? <laughs> you suckers. <laughs> oh, the Ninja Creamy. I'll, I'll, I'll go over it because, really, it's just a super interesting blender. But I'll describe it. Going back to the bad snacks you should have. Mm-hmm. Um, chips. Yeah. Having chips as a snack while trying to achieve weight loss can help satisfy a craving for something crunchy and salty. This is the idea of not over-sacrificing. Super important to do. It's important to allow yourself opportunity. I think it's important to allow yourself that opportunity after you've had a full meal to satisfy that craving instead of waiting until you start to get a little bit hungry because... It's very easy to satisfy a craving when you're hungry by eating a whole bag of chips. Yeah, you don't want the whole bag. And that's that's a big one. Don't open the bag. Don't reach into the bag. Pour it into a bowl. Put the bag away. Now you're only dealing with what what you're dealing with. I love fingers that you and I are giving weight loss advice. <laughs> I think it is. I will, I will admit uh, I am. I, I I have from my height. I have lost 40 pounds. Good for you. I, I have kept it off uh, mm. with, with ease. But between before the holidays being really sick and not working out at all, and then being on vacation and not working out at all, 10 pounds. You've gained 10 pounds I, back? I, I, I've, I've already lost some of it, but I did. I gained 10 pounds. And let me tell you, I felt great. <laughs> like, like People get really worked up about that kind of stuff. I don't see its value at all. And, and, and admittedly, if I was just gone for the week of vacation, I would have gained four, right? But yeah. I literally did not work out and, and ate anything I wanted when I had the cold for two and a half weeks before the vacation. So it was 10. Not worked up about it at all. Would have, would have destroyed me five years ago. Well, once you get back on your jazzercise routine, I'm sure that the pounds will just melt right off. First, I'm a prancercise guy. Ah, I can see Because that. that woman was a revolutionary. <laughs> but it is true that people who are, are when you when you're focused on some obscene goal, right, an unattainable goal, you 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 sacrifice, you suffer, you get angry when things don't work, and if you should happen to fall off the wagon, you get mad at yourself. Can we start just admitting that that's a valueless way to live yeah. your life? That's just dumb. It's dumb to give yourself unattainable goals. Say the new season of Reacher comes out. And you're like, you look at him uh, going and kicking everybody's butt, and you're like, you know, I, I need to go to the gym. And then you're there for two days, and you're you're not uh, built like Reacher. 
then right. the, maybe that's not a goal you should be setting. My youngest, who uh, when uh, they were they were just hitting the teenage years, pudgy, not obese, pudgy. Mm-hmm. Looked in the mirror one day and said, "Yeah, I don't want this," and started taking care of themselves. And now it is protein shakes in the morning, and the gym. And, hey, I want to get a scale so I can measure how much chicken I'm eating. Oh, wow. And some things, uh, Mom and I are like, yeah, no. You're too young to be worrying about that. Yeah. Uh, Are your pants loose? Good. You need to go size down? Great. Are you stronger at at the gym? Terrific. Measuring your portion. Do you see your fist? That's the measurement. Have a nice day. You don't need a scale. Protein shakes? Let's talk about food. There, are th- I, I do navigate being supportive of good for you with a little bit of, hey, don't be over the edge. And I think people do get over the edge. Don't do it. This list of healthy snacks will be at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Now go get yourself some chips. We've got news of the week coming up. And we're talking about the salty kind, too. So this is one of those questions of whether or not you just have a, uh, an idea of how to change your, your focus, you're a germaphobe, or you're weird. For fingers, it might be all three. Ouch. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. There's a story from the Washington Post. Should you change your clothes when you get home? And these people say yes. The idea that outside clothes must immediately be swapped for inside clothes upon walking through the door. Now, I never really thought about it, but I will tell you that when I get home, I change. Do you? It's not, I don't put on like an evening coat or anything like that. It's only because I don't have an evening coat, but if I had one, you better damn well believe I would do it. Um, I do. Maybe because when I'm out, there's a cigar involved. Something like, like that. But uh, first, we're, we're a family that doesn't do shoes in the house. You walk in, shoes are off. I am totally on board with that. Socks, bare feet, the whole thing. Think it's cleaner for the house. Much more uh, um, sanitary. You've been walking around. Lord only knows what you were walking in. You know, it's like Seinfeld. If your belt hits the floor, the belt goes in the trash. Um, so we do that by nature. We absolutely do uh, change. I do. My, my wife does. I mean, a little more comfortable. We're going to be lounging. The whole thing. Do you have house slippers? I don't because I don't like slippers. Now, a weird thing. Over the past year, I'm always wearing socks. Always. Except for sleep. Mm-hmm. I, I, if, if that's, that's heresy. Socks when you sleep makes no sense. No. Uh, I have mucklucks. Sorry, you can't talk like that on radio. I didn't get the memo. Uh, Mucklucks. It, it was uh, it, it was sent via electronic mail. Uh, I I don't like slippers either, but I do like the mucklucks. What is a muckluck? It's like a very 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 thick sock with uh, it's it's like a tread. Yes, it's got a tread and it's got lining on the inside. Uh, I I like to wear those from time to time when you know we're gonna have frigid temperatures next week, and even though the furnace is running just fine, it still feels cold. <laughs> so, so you were saying that one 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 of your um, 
One of your people. One of my kids. Yeah. Well, I was going to say people. Yeah. If they, they won't sleep in clothes they've been out in, like, ever. No. Say if uh, she goes to Walmart and comes home, she immediately, she doesn't want, quote, her contaminated clothes in her bed. She's right. I think that, that makes perfect sense. That's absolutely correct. Uh, listen, I... But the, uh, but that's one thing. That's going to sleep. I think everybody would agree there. It's do people come home and immediately change their clothes? I am that guy. I do when I leave a cigar bar. Or if I'm in a situation where I know I'm in an environment where everyone can smell me and, and, and they know... Like, you're not going to come home from the gym... And just be hanging out in your gym clothes for the rest of the day. I can see showering and changing. But say if I, it's a Saturday and I go antiquing. uh, And then I come home from the antique store. I don't change my clothes. I'm sorry. Antiquing? Yes. I like going. I like to go antiquing. What does Fingers Malloy look for when he's antiquing? I'm glad you asked, Tony. So, what I did last weekend... Oh, gosh. You I, know we don't rehearse this, right? No <laughs> no rehearsal. I went to the antique store. I got a new humidor. It's a 300-stick humidor. It's It's got the heating. It's got the cooling. The whole nine yards. It looks like one of those wine refrigerators that you can That's not an antique. Let me finish. I don't want it sitting on the floor. I want it on a little table. So, I was looking for, at the antique store... A table that I could buy instead of uh, going on Amazon and just getting some sort of end table because uh, the thing's forty five pounds, but I want it off the floor. I don't want to have to get down on one knee to grab a cigar. So that's last weekend I went antiquing looking for a little table. Is that right? I didn't find one to my liking in my price range. What was your price range? I wanted to stay under two hundred dollars. Oh, I thought you were going to say five to seven bucks. <laughs> yeah, under two hundred dollars. I didn't find Good one that Lord. I liked. What kind of table is this? Well, you'd be surprised at how expensive tables are at antique stores. I found one that I loved. Uh, it was three hundred dollars, and I thought to myself, "Okay, that's crazy for what I want." Because also, keep in mind, this is a black, basically refrigerator is what it looks like but right. it's a humidor so you put that on top of an antique table it's like uh i don't know if i want to spend 300 dollars this so uh yeah that's where i'm at when you get back from the antiquing do you immediately change your clothes no no why would i what, what's going on in these antiques what's going so on so you'll sit in the official fingers malloy barca lounger yes after you've been a, a, a hard day of antiquing. What, what am I, Prince? What, is Tina Turner, we got to have 17 wardrobe changes in a day? So, by the way, both gone too soon. <laughs> you, after a busy day of antiquing, don't change your clothes before you sit in the Barker Lounge? No. And, and settle in to watch some, some Lions football? No. I take off my shoes. But what 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 is going 
I don't understand. What are you? What are you people doing in public? I'm walking around. Okay, if I broke a sweat, I can see showering and changing clothes. But on a on a winter day in in Indianapolis in January, I walk in. I, I got a sweatshirt on or a coat. Come home, take the coat off. What is this? Am I on trial here? I haven't said a word. <laughs> Secondly, upon hearing you say that, yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I really, we, so we need to make sure that we highlight this segment and have it on eatdrinksmokeshow.com and have people chime in. Oh, we're going to set up a poll. Oh, a poll. We, have we ever done that? We have never done a poll at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. And we're going to do one on X. And we're going to do it <laughs> in anywhere they allow polling. Yeah, no, I, I, hearing you talk with reckless abandon, how you'll let other people's filth invade your Barker oh, lounger. Oh, good lord! Um, I'm, I'm starting to think that uh, you're very wrong. Well, here's the other thing that you need to consider. I went to the antique store wearing a t-shirt with a long sleeve t-shirt underneath it and comfortable pants. Jeans. Wait, <laughs> that's sensible slacks, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, sensible slacks. I'm sure you, you know, Tony wears a three-piece suit most of the time when he's out. He's wearing one right now. Uh, so you go home, after going to Kroger in your suit, I can see where you would change your clothes. Did you know that, like, so I, I, I am very comfortable in the quarter zip. That is my preferred. Uh, did you know I'm actually thinking of changing the wardrobe to be suit 24-7? Why would you do that to yourself? Uh, because, because in a, in a world that thinks that casualness is acceptableness, uh, I I believe I like William F. Buckley have to stand athwart history yelling stop. I don't see the sense in putting on a suit to go get a quart of milk at the local Kroger. Yeah, we never buy by the court. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> Half gallons, people. Okay. Half gallons, just enough for everybody to use, not enough for anything to spoil. That's. That's I have done the I have done the science. I saw that on a bumper sticker once. So that is I had not considered this and other people putting time into it. Yeah, you change your clothes when you get home. Wow. You know it's it's letter Kenny. You don't hang around your barn clothes. Barn what what is this? I don't know what's going on. I, I don't maybe I'm just so inactive when I go out. It's not a big deal when I come apparently people are going to the store, rolling around on the floor. And uh, going home, and they feel like they have to change their clothes. All I know is you're so defensive about this, your voice has gone up 12 <laughs> registers. I'm, I'm just confused. That, that must be it. Sometimes Fingers Malloy brings us a little treat. Something to try that we don't normally think of. You know, we're people who do bourbon, and we do rye. Sometimes we'll do a tequila, sometimes a mixed drink, and sometimes a beer. But when he hands you chocolate volcano, chocolate dessert stout, from Heavy Seas Beer, you say thank you, Fingers Malloy. Thank you. You're welcome, Tony Katz. See, drink smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, from the people at Heavy Seas Beer, hsbeer.com. This is the Chocolate Volcano Chocolate Dessert Stout coming in, Fingers Malloy, at 9% alcohol by volume. Oh, right there. First of all, the bottle's standard uh, bottle, uh, the, the label itself 
is a little nondescript. I mean, it's got it's got a volcano and a skull and chocolate beers coming out of it. But uh, honestly, this looks like a label I printed out on my old Hewlett Packard <laughs> desk jet right there. The, the, from the label, I am unimpressed, fingers boy. Wow. But uh, wait, looks can be deceiving. Don't judge a book by its label. I, I, I think was you said are wise. Once. You are wise behind your years. But I don't understand the skull on the label for let me read this. Chocolate dessert stout. Yeah. <laughs> With skulls together at last. Uh, they make a they make a series uh, of beers of all different kinds, uh, year-round stuff. A fair amount of IPAs, four different IPAs under the uh, canon, uh, the loose canon, the hazy canon, the tropic canon, uh, and the double canon. Then uh, they've got a hazy double IPA. But over here, the Blondale, the lager, and the chocolate stout. They also make a Vienna-style lager. Fingers, why this? What? What? Aside from chocolate stout dessert beer. I think you just answered your question. Uh, And to be fair, also, apparently the skull is part of the Heavy Seas beer logo. uh, So that's why it's there. Uh, I discovered that my local liquor store uh, did curbside pickup. And let's just say uh, I got a little crazy right before New Year's Eve and ordered all the stout. You You just wanted to... To see how well that curbside pickup really worked. And it worked very well uh, for me, my palate, not so well for my checking account. <laughs> I went crazy. I got like nine different stouts. I brought them home. And I also got what I felt like was the last bottle of Benchmark. Uh, oh, the eggnog. eggnog. The yeah. old number eight. <laughs> yes. So it was, a, it was a good New Year's Eve. Admittedly, the Benchmark eggnog has the bourbon already in it. It's terrific. It is just terrific. But let's do this. Uh, first of all, uh, that that is black. Yeah, that is that is a not brownish black. That is that is like amber black, yeah. right? There's a little bit of red in, in that. Secondly, sticks to the glass a little bit. But that nose is candy kitten. <laughs> candy kitten? Uh, it's it's a new game from the makers of Candy Crush. Oh, I was going to say, I saw Candy Kitten open for Spice Girls in 98. It was a fantastic show. Oh, is, 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 is that right? Yeah. I, I saw Candy Kitten open up for Monique. <laughs> it was a it's, club. It's not a thick stout. It is yeah. a thinner. It's all, it, it almost it, like a porter to me. Uh, but uh, that nose is it's wonderful. And it's not overly chocolate. It's just no. more, more of a sweet. Even a touch graham cracker. I can see is that. where I'd go on that. I can right see there. that, uh, but this is, uh, I'm going to be very interested uh, to see what your thoughts are on it, especially at that higher uh, alcohol by volume percentage, 9%. A Guinness, I believe, is about 4 uh, so it's going to pack a little bit of a punch. Uh, but I also know, you know, for me, this, this is more in my wheelhouse because I have a sweet tooth and uh, I like a higher alcohol by volume beer. Uh, Oh, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm ready to go. Oh, Fingers Malloy. Well, you go first this no, time. No, 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 no. It has to be you. Okay. Fingers Malloy, are you ready for this? I've been ready for this all day. It is the Chocolate Volcano Chocolate Dessert Stout from Heavy Seas Beer, hsbeer.com. Fingers Malloy. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's It's got, uh, you know, there's a little bit of chocolate there, coffee, uh, 
it's not as sweet to me as you think it would be from the nose uh, to when you're actually taking that first sip. Uh, one thing is for sure, you know how sometimes when you get a beer that has a, a higher alcohol by volume percentage, you taste it? Right. You don't get that with this. This is brewed with cocoa powder, which is imported. Oh. And, 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 well, that's how it gets the flavor. And cocoa nibs. That's what it's brewed with right there. Are you? I, I'm going in? Go in. The uh, chocolate stout here, the chocolate volcano, chocolate dessert stout. I'm going in. Here we go. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we like to call the Saginaw Swish. Oh, oh, uh, um, you will be surprised at how bitter that finishes. That is not. That is not what I expected in a finish. It, okay, this is going to sound stupid. It is you, you. You get the the sweetness. You get a little bit of that chocolate, for sure. You're getting uh, that stout porter kind of feel. And then just when you expect to get to that second level, it cuts off like it's the end of The Sopranos and you realize you're the guy who just got whacked. <laughs> Boom. It's done. That's the weirdest thing in the world. It's not you're, nearly as second. sweet as you think it's going to be when you're all done with that sip. It's like, oh, it's sweet. Oh. No. And then it's gone. Yeah. And then it's gone. That's super weird. And doesn't- uh, A little bit now in the, in the throat. I can get it. A little bit now in the throat, I can get the, the, the stout feel. Mm-hmm. All right, now I can feel it on the tongue. Oh, that's tasty. That's t- the best way I could describe it in terms of it cutting off. Cutting off is exactly correct. It is much cleaner of a stout than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of worthwhile. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you don't have all, all that aftertaste. It's not... This massive lingering presence. Yeah, for me, it comes in a six pack, and I believe uh, I paid about ten dollars, ten eleven dollars for the six pack. Uh, That's not awful. No, and when I bought it, I thought to myself, okay, this is a six pack where I could only have one. When I bought it, I'm thinking this is going to be really sweet. It's not going to be something that you could drink more than one of. I could have two or three of these. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do two or three. Nah, I... Mmm. Ah. Huh. Nah, one. Is, what is it about this? Because uh, I know, again, you, you don't have the sweet tooth that I have. Yeah, but I don't think but it's, it's overly it's, sweet. No, no, it's not. It's not, which is actually something kind of pleasant about it. It's super enjoyable. I just... I don't know. There's something about how it how it finishes that makes me not want to... I want to finish this, Yeah, but I don't know if I want to go for another. Here's the thing, too. On the exhale, that's when I say to myself, oh, yeah, 9% alcohol by volume. I can totally see that. Oh, I don't feel that in the slightest. No? Oh, not at all. I forgot it was 9%. Maybe that's why I'm feeling it. No, I don't. I don't feel that at, at, at all. Chocolate Volcano. Chocolate Dessert Stout. From Heavy Seas Beer. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, extravaganza. That is Fingers Malloy. I'm Tony Katz. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Drinking the chocolate volcano. 
which was uh, my name on Tinder. The chocolate dessert stout from Heavy Seas Beer. Was that nine percent alcohol by volume? Fingers yes, line. Yes, sir. I don't get any hit of of that whatsoever. I don't get any punch in the face from this whatsoever. It's 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 nice, and it is. I mean, clean is 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 a way I would describe it. It doesn't give a, a heavy aftertaste at all. No, no punch in the face. I did notice uh, on my first or second sip uh, when I exhaled, I could I could sense the alcohol. Uh, but for the most, and, and again, maybe it's because all I've had today is coffee, so maybe that right. has something to do with totally empty stomach. Uh, should have been like me and had a couple of bison burgers. I should have, but uh, no, you don't really don't notice the high alcohol by volume content and to me at ten dollars and fifty cents for a six pack it's it's in my refrigerator i'll go back and get another six pack yeah this this works now admittedly we're stout people we don't understand the ipa people we 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 think they should be left alone and left to their own devices uh and they should drink all the ipas they want it means more stouts and porters for us but this is where we like to be like that thicker that richer, almost with a chew. What's interesting about this is this doesn't have a chew. No, this doesn't have that thickness as as a stout. But it's got a nice overall flavor and a really very very little aftertaste, which which I think people will, will appreciate. You know, you know something. You bring up the IPA, and I think one of the reasons why I'm so bitter about the IPA people, it's because IPAs are so popular ridiculously popular that when I go to a brewery, when I go to a bar and I say to uh, the bartender, bartender, give me your, yeah, barkeep, give me your finest stout or porter. And they look at me and say, I'm sorry, we don't have any of those. Would you like one of our 34 IPAs? It's like, really? You got 40 beers on tap and 34 are IPAs. It's madness, Tony. It's, it's, it's angering. Give us a porter. Give us a brown ale. Give us a, give us a stout. Just throw us a little bit of love. That's all we're asking for. Nothing more, and nothing less. And we are smoking from Drew Estate, the Undercrown Maduro. This is the four and an eight by sixty. This little, this little fat guy perfecto. <laughs> it's a nice stick. Mexican San Andreas in the wrapper. Habano Connecticut in the binder, and that filler. With the Nicaraguan Habano and the Brazil Matafina. Overall, I mean, by the way, it pairs beautifully with this stout because there's just a little bit of spice that's coming. You had mentioned that you get a little bit of a nuttiness yeah. undertone, which I think I can I, I can see and understand. A little bit of a cream uh, there. It pairs beautifully. And the reason we smoke the cigar is this is being a four-inch cigar, we've got super cold weather coming in many parts of the country. If you could only be outside for a half an hour, what would what would you smoke? So wanted to give this a go. What's weird is we're on 90 minutes. Yeah. And we are still smoking. Now, we're talking and things like that, right? Might be a little bit different for you. It is smoking slow and easy. Yep. And it made me totally reexamine my uh, thought process when it came to, is it in my humidor at $16 a stick? I, I don't feel like we are smoking incredibly slow. If we were at the cigar lounge, uh, the two of us talking, uh, just having normal conversation, uh, I, this has been an hour-long smoke at least. It's probably going to go over an hour. $16 stick, yeah, okay. I'm all in. I, I like it. It's it, Oh, it's a very, very good stick. 
And we're using our eat, drink, smoke pick. So think of it as like a really sharp toothpick. But ours has a, a base the way we design them so you can hold it. So it's it, it, we, it's this basically a spike that you put into it so you can really smoke the cigar down and not have your fingers in the way. Won't burn your fingers. You're not losing some of the cigar. On those shorter cigars, uh, it's very often a, a practical thing to use. And if you're somebody who really likes to get every bit of the final third of your cigar, this works. The shop will be open soon enough over at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com, and these will be for sale. Time Fingers Malloy for News of the Week. Wow. I'll tell you, Tony, this border crisis is is just madness. And now you're seeing something that may really turn a narrative, and that's what's going on in New York City. Uh, there was a school in Brooklyn that closed up. And James sent, Madison High School. Yep, sent all of the students home because they were going to house 2,000 migrants uh, in the gymnasium and throughout the building during the storm. And now you have obviously upset parents and some politicians in New York who are saying uh, this better not be a precedent and not start being a regular thing oh, because people absolutely, are angered. It's absolutely going to be a regular thing. So these uh, illegal immigrants and others were in a field in, in, in basically a tent city that was set up by the city of New York. They, they claim to be a sanctuary city. Texas took them up on it, whether they wanted it or not, because you have amazing numbers of people. You have uh, sectors, areas like, like Eagle Pass, where you're, you're, you're getting, you're outnumbering Border Patrol agents 200 to 1 in, in terms of people coming across the border. And these people are not coming to Texas. They're coming to America. Yeah. That means it's all of our problems. So uh, they uh, New York not having a place to put people, put them in, in this field. Well, a very cold night was coming, so they decided to move everybody to the auditorium uh, and the gymnasium of James Madison High School. And they told the students, you will have e-learning. It goes a step further because in the e-learning, it also stated, if you feel the need to speak to a teacher, please RSVP here. Oh, my goodness. So it was nothing more than here's some assignments there was no actual school. When this happens, parents have to take days off work. Some of them can't afford to take days off work. There's a whole childcare thing that has to be readjusted. And a big argument is, well, wait a second. They came across the border. They're looking for a better life, let's say. Sure, I'm not going to say no to that. I'm going to ask questions about it. I'm not going to say no to it. But our kids, the reason we pay these crazy New York taxes for these schools to be able to send them. Now you're saying our kids don't get to go to school. They get to go. They get consideration. They're not in the country legally. And it's fascinating to see parents who have voted a certain way their entire lives all of a sudden see what happens when you vote a certain way your entire life. They are now dealing with the result. They've never actually had to, in, in any visceral way, touch the decisions they've made possibly politically. Maybe they paid more taxes, maybe they've gotten less services but you can complain about it and move on. Here, their kid was affected and for a lot of these people it's the first time it ever happened. So never mind their complaining and worrying about setting precedent. It absolutely set precedent it's going to happen a hundred times this winter. Will they change and change who they vote for and actually demand border policy that ensures smart, valuable, legal immigration for economic issues and humanitarian issues 
and absolutely do everything possible to put an end to illegal immigration and the overwhelming of the system. No. Okay, I'm glad we had this talk. <laughs> well, the other thing that I find uh, you amazing... You know you're right, by the way. Thank you. Everybody knows you're right. What I find amazing about this, too, is you hear a lot of city leaders, uh, community leaders saying, listen, our town is not equipped for this. As if small little border towns in Texas are totally equipped to be able to handle all this. It was whatever your politics are when it comes to this. You, you have to at least admit this was actually a stroke of genius to tell these sanctuary cities, okay, you, you claim to be a sanctuary city. How about you get a taste of what we've been dealing with for decades? And uh, they don't like it. They, they have, they're, they're appalled. They're, they're, they're dismayed. And they're throwing everything up. But some of them are at least speaking about why on, on a federal level we aren't doing something. And be clear. Joe Biden, the president, is in charge of immigration policy. And his policies are bad policies. Congress could create new policies. Democrats and Republicans, and they haven't. And it's been decades. There is blame to go around everywhere. And all we want are, are, are the, there are already sensible solutions out there, not comprehensive immigration reform, but targeted policies that would work. We just need a Congress willing to do it. It's an end of an era in New England and Seattle and Alabama. And football in 2024 will be much, much different. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. Find the book, Let's Go Barbecue, over at Amazon.com. If I've said it once, I've said it once. January is the perfect time to barbecue. Agreed. Science. Straight up facts. Amazon.com for Let's Go Barbecue. Bill Belichick. And Robert Kraft. They got together in, uh, I'm, I'm guessing they went to Benihana. Right. Had a meal. They didn't go to a massage parlor? <laughs> That's after. You uh, uh, have the meal first, and then you go to the massage parlor. Everyone knows that. The Latvians know it. The Russians knew it. And now you know it. They went to Benihana, and they looked at each other and said, it's been wonderful. We've had a time. But all good things must come to an end. Bill Belichick will not be the coach of the New England Patriots in 2024. Tony, I know you're a huge Belichick fan. Your thoughts? He cheats. <laughs> Deflate gate was real. He cheats. Uh, I, um, I don't think I care. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I I, I think that this is a, an idea of things end. They 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 end, and eventually, it, this was going to come to an end. So it was now, or two years from now, when he had three losing seasons, and and that was it. So why not now? Well, the question is, when should you decide to call it quits? Like Jerome Bettis the running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He walked away right after his Super Bowl victory in Detroit and said, okay, I'm done. This is a good way to ride off into the sunset. But then you have coaches like, uh, you know, Belichick here uh, to a certain extent, Tom Landry in Dallas, where it ended kind of on a bad note. You're a winner for so long and things kind of uh, go awry. And that's the end. Here's my question for you, Tony, because, you know, I mentioned uh, – 
Bill Belichick and, of course, Nick Saban announced that he's going to step down as the head coach of Alabama. And, you know, Pete Carroll had a good run in Seattle. But let's focus yes. on... Let's focus but wait, Pete Carroll is going to stay in Seattle, just not as the head coach. Right. But let's, let's stick with Belichick and Saban for a second. Of course, these are premier jobs. I mean, Alabama, my goodness. Uh, what a great job for co- in college football. New England Patriots, great legacy. Uh, but do you really want to follow a legend? That, you- so that has been brought up to me. And the answer is, if I could be a head coach in the NFL, I don't care who I follow. I'll follow Don Shula. I'll follow Tom Landry. I'll follow Curly Lambeau. I don't. I will follow Wayne Fonts. I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. If I can be a head coach in the NFL, bring it on. It's interesting you bring up Wayne Fonts because he was announced as the new head coach of the New England Patriots. That is not it. Is he still alive? Yes, he is. Living in Tampa. He's in his early 80s, still smoking his cigars. That's why I make sure when the Lions win, I pay tribute by going to Instagram and posting my Wayne Fonts victory cigar whenever the Lions have a victory. So, yeah, he's still alive. But it's interesting. If you're an organization where you, of course, Robert Kraft wants to win. Listen, I'm not a New England fan, obviously. Uh, Honolulu Blue and Silver. By the way, is it true that the Detroit Lions made the playoffs? They're hosting their first playoff game in 30 years, Tony. As a matter of fact, they're taking on the evil Los Angeles Rams. With Matthew Stafford, who I believe before the Los Angeles Rams and before he won a Super Bowl there, played for the uh, Detroit Lions. The evil Matthew Stafford is coming back. And by the way, you bring this up, and I believe I stated on this radio show six months ago, that this is exactly what was going to happen. The Lions were going to win the division and host the Rams in the playoffs in the first round. I also predicted that Matthew Stafford would throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns, <laughs> which would be the most Detroit Lions thing ever if that were to happen, to, for him to come back and crush the hopes and dreams of Lions fans. Lions Nation, Tony, uh, that seems just about right. So, right. but do you... Do, you're absolutely right about the it's one of 32 jobs if someone offers you the job you take it but man that those are those are big shoes to fill you're not wrong wrong approach wrong approach uh first uh we have to be clear that that bill belichick is going to be back as a coach he is something like 14 15 wins away from passing don shula former uh dolphins coach on the all-time list, all-time wins list, uh, it's clear he wants it. There, I don't think there's any question that that he he wants it. Uh, uh, secondly, big shoes to fill my butt. You go and you coach, and it works out or it doesn't, and that's the way it is. If you are an elite head coach to the point where you are a coordinator in the National Football League or a former head coach, yeah, you want that gig. You want you have the ego. You're you're saying to yourself, "I can fill those shoes, and I will fill those shoes." But you bring up an interesting point about Belichick. He's not done, and a lot of people are speculating that the team to watch is the Dallas Cowboys. If the Cowboys poop the bed in the playoffs, they'll replace Mike McCarthy. Jerry Jones was asked about Mike McCarthy's job status, and he said, "Well." 
I'm paraphrasing. Well, let's see how the playoffs go. No. You don't think Jerry Jones, if, say, the Dallas Cowboys are the number two seed, they are hosting uh, the the Green Bay Packers. And by the time most people uh, maybe catch the show, this game will already have been played. Uh, if the Packers beat Dallas and they have another big playoff failure, I could totally see Jerry Jones saying, Mike, it's been real. It's been fun. I'm hiring Bill Belichick. And is Bill Belichick going to turn down Jerry Jones to coach? the? It's the Dallas Cowboys. As much as I I, I love Texas, uh, you know, I'm not a huge Cowboys fan, obviously. It's it's the premier team in the league. As far as legacy goes, the, the people, they call it America's team for a reason. He'd be all over that. And I'm sure Jerry Jones would probably pay him a pretty nickel to be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Ah, well, I don't care. I, I, I don't, I don't care. Uh, let, let him coach. Let him coach the Cowboys. What, uh, what, whatever. What, is, is this, is this what, because the Colts got knocked out in the worst way possible? Is that what this is? They didn't get knocked out in the worst way possible. Uh, they didn't win. And your backup quarterback couldn't do it down the stretch. You were running like mad. You ran out. Uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor at 188 yards. I don't even mind the fourth and one play. It's fine by me. Totally fine by me. I don't have an issue with it in, 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 in the world. It's the second year in three that the Colts were win and in the playoffs and didn't win. And and that's, that's sad to see. Yeah. Uh, and I think fans should be uh, angry. They should be like, well, it's better than we thought we'd do. You were win and in. You were four points away. What are you, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you okay with? Right? I'd like a little more killer instincts, please. Um, but I don't care where Bill Belichick coaches. I'm just not one of those guys. Record, not record, what, what, whatever. I just, I, I guess I'm not, I don't know why I'm not moved by it. Should, I should be, right? It's, uh, are you more moved by the Saban leaving or Belichick? I'm not moved by that either. <laughs> I'm not. You're just ready to move. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm dead inside. Maybe <laughs> that is it. The Chocolate Volcano Chocolate Dessert Stout from Heavy Seas Beer. That's a nice, that's a nice little bit of uh, stout right there. And this Maduro, the Undercrown Maduro, uh, this Perfecto, uh, four and an eighth by 60. We're still smoking it. $16 a cigar, I'll do it. Me too. Not a box, but a couple for the right moment. For me, that moment's pretty rare, though. Pretty rare, but this has lasted a while, or maybe it only lasts 30 minutes for you. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Stay warm. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke, and Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast.